Bought me down Poinsettia, chapter 23. You Brit? I'm not sure what I felt more when B told me that Rosemary had sent in two guys to come get me. Rage or fear? To this day, I still don't know exactly what their orders were, nor do I give a shit. I knew it involved getting me away from summer. That usually involves violence. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck one way or another. It wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going nowhere. I wasn't fucking going nowhere. Especially now. The mystery surrounding who beat her sister to death. There was no fucking way I was going to walk away from Summer. No fucking way. I was such a hot-headed young man. It would have taken the fucking L.A. writers to get me away from her. I'm not kidding. I would have fought them all and got destroyed. (laughs) That's why it was difficult for me to isolate which emotion pushed me harder as I walked back from Ralph's to the apartment. That fucking bitch may very well have been the one behind the death of Cora, and now the second summer leaves town to bury her? Rosemary set out to get rid of me too, that fucking bitch! God, I hated being right. But all that bullshit Summer said about Rosemary not knowing her name or where she lived, that was just, she was wrong. Rosemary, bitch, gold standard. I just couldn't believe it. It wasn't enough. For Summer to be going through what she's going through, she wanted me dead too. I only bring up the anger thing because you have to understand. Because I don't. I was really that mad. I was scared, I was armed, and I was angry. That's a dangerous motherfucker, folks. Furthermore, I was insane. I was insane in love with that girl. I could do murder. I knew that. I never thought about it until then. I still don't know how I fucking contained myself. I was ready to just go straight down to fucking West L.A. and blow that cunt's brains out. That's how fucking mad I was. Sorry I used that word again, but it's true. I don't know how I contained myself. I'm guessing it was the fear that woke me up when I got back home. Instead of taking the front entrance in the Summer and I's building, I took the side entrance. I walked up the few outdoor concrete steps on the south side of our building and entered through the southern metal door. And once that metal door closed and snap locked behind me, That old sick gut tick caused me to stop in the empty dark stairwell where I stood momentarily, alone. It suddenly dawned on me, this uh, hit was going on right now. Right now? Yeah. That bitch had already hired them guys and they were just picking their battle. It could be tonight. V didn't know when the fuck it was going to be. 
And I don't care what Rosemary says. She's a fucking liar. The hit was on now as I stood in that empty stairwell, dark stairwell, alone. Suddenly, I realized that if those guys were anything like me, well, every corner... Every dark hallway, every closet could be a potential fight for my fucking life because no one schedules a time for this shit, folks. Especially the fucking people doing the hiring. It's not up to them. Fuck them. They're not the boss. Other madams had hired me. They know I didn't fuck around. I'd go to homes and day. Oh, I love going to homes during the day or the time of the changing of the guard. Absolutely. Best time to hit. In any fucking case, what the point I'm trying to make is that the owner of the agency never dictates the terms. Not ever. The only thing they had to worry about was tiebacks. There couldn't be any tiebacks to Rosemary. If they were fucking professional, there wouldn't be. Holy shit, I was scared. I, I was sick, yeah, because they had like days ahead of me. significant because I mean I mean just speaking for me but if I ever did anything and I wasn't a fucking pro but if I did anything I fucking reconned it first always yeah I don't just blindly show up like some fucking idiot yeah they, they could have been sitting there on poinsettia watching me walk up the fucking Ralphs that's the shit that crossed my mind made the hair on my neck stand up I was scared People always ask me, why don't you call the cops? Are you fucking crazy? Not a fucking chance. You call the LAPD, it just gets worse. You just made the problem worse. Yeah, they'll find a way to turn it on you. Beat the shit out of you and take you to jail. And I have white, fair Irish skin. Not a drop of Indian in this skin pigment at all. Back in Carson didn't help me. I still got my fucking ass kicked. You're either going to get it or you're not. The cops are no fucking help. Just be smart about it. I was fucking terrified. But I was armed. And I had fucking brains and I knew it was coming. That was hopefully enough to keep me alive. Last thing I was going to do was call Summer. No. Not a fucking chance. I couldn't have Summer know. Because if Summer knew, Summer would call Rosemary. That's right. Summer would call Rosemary, the hit would be called off, and I would be safe. Garen fucking teed. Until, of course, she got me down the fucking road when I was completely blindsided and didn't see it coming. Fuck no, I'll have none of that, bitch. She sent these two fuckers to do all this at Summer's apartment. Not embellishing, not exaggerating. That is the kind of fucking bitch she was. She would have me fucking killed in Summer's apartment. That's why I wanted to kill her. Not kidding. I wanted to end that bitch. Regardless of what happened to me. I gone crazy. It was a long motherfucking walk to the apartment door. Three long fucking hallways. 
I crawled out of the stairwell cautiously, opened the door, looked. Thank God. Hallway was empty. Just the fucking doors, of course. I walked to the second door, cracked it open, looked. Thank God, that hall was empty. I could hear football games. Yeah, as I walked down the hall, you could hear the games going on. I'd watched a fucking football game so long, I forgot what it was. Wow. Hey, at the end of the hall, the door was already partially open across the hall from Summer and I's. It was a landlord, Cy. He lived there with his wife, Anya. Hey, Cy. I smiled as I approached Summer and I's door. The elderly, bald man in glasses took a hit off his cigarette and reciprocated. That opened it. How are you? Good, good. Beck smiled back as I unlocked her front door. I took advantage of Cy's presence. I didn't think Anya wanted him smoking in the apartment, so he smoked in the fucking hall. Works for me. That's right. Matter of fact, I made up shit to ask Cy as he kind of invited himself into our apartment. I was glad for it. Strength in numbers, yeah. Gave me a little chance to take a quick, inconspicuous gander around the apartment to make sure I was the only one in it. That's right. Had I been on you, I would have used her ass too. I'm not above it, folks. Not to defend me, but to run and get help if shit started going down. I'm not that big of an asshole. Oh, for the love of God, it's not like I had Cy open up any closet doors or anything for me. I just had him stand in our doorway while I did a quick run around the apartment to make sure there weren't anybody hiding. That's all. I'm like, hey, Cy, would you taste this? I want to make sure I can eat it. So I wasn't doing that shit. Okay, give me a break. I was nervous. As soon as Cy left, I didn't fuck around. I went straight to the kitchen, grabbed cocktail glass, and made myself a fucking triple. Yeah, fuck it. I think I had, like, a little bit of tonic water on my gin. Yeah. I had that fucking two drinks. I think I had two. Yeah. Might as well have been four, because they were heavy. Okay. I had to calm my fucking nerves. Yeah. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. I really missed football. I really did. I really did. I swear to God I did. I would have given anything just to be down the hall. Yeah, in the apartment with that good-looking 40-something-year-old brunette who got penthouse letters. Why can't I be in there watching a the game with her? I thought that to myself while I was enjoying my beverage. It's interesting how alcohol both impairs yet calms your nerves enough that you're thinking... Your thinking can become quite unequivocal. <laughs> and through that line of thinking, I decided I was I was going to get it. It's going to be in front of the fucking building. We'll do it there. I was going to set myself out in front of that fucking building like a piece of fucking cheese in a mousetrap. And I was going to wait for these fuckers to show up when they showed up. I don't care how fucking long it took. I just could not get over that Rosemary wanted me. 86th in this apartment and I'll be fucking damned if she was going to get anywhere near it Rosemary say they're coming tonight fine we'll see who's full of shit or not we'll see who walks away from this because I wasn't going anywhere wrong in the head I really was I wasn't a mean person but desperate and scared 
fucking bitch just doesn't understand how close she was to dying. You had something to hide. first person to call we talked a little bit about chorus funeral and the whole time i'm thinking fuck she's probably gonna have to come back and plan mine i didn't let on anything was wrong yeah naturally there was a fucking part of me that felt like i'd never see her again yeah, i felt that same fucking feeling at the airport and i said goodbye to her i was sitting there basically feeling sorry for myself again yeah drowning myself in gin just getting ready for the death or beating or the victorious battle I was getting ready to go through. <laughs> and the fucking phone rang again. We must have warred in a past life. I don't know if he fucking sensed it or what, but... Hello? Hey, Kimasabe! <laughs> hey, man. It was good old Barrack. Graciously, I kind of smiled. Oh, oh, man, that sounds great, but um, I'm busy as shit. I got some shit going on I got to deal with. Oh, man. that's okay, man. No problems. Maybe oh, no, next no, time. no, no, Barrack, I said, not wanting him to be offended as though I didn't want to hang out with him. I, it, it's, it's just a problem I have to deal with, and... What, dude? I filled him in. I really didn't want to solicit his help, but the fucking fact is I was scared. Two guys were coming for me. I didn't want to stand alone selfishly. I... I'm ashamed to say I filled my friend in, kind of knowing what his response would be. Told him about the guys. Rosemary and hired come take me out, and why? Barrick's first response was natural. Get the fuck out of there, dude. No. Absolutely not. You gotta get the fuck out of there. I won't. They're not going to get into this fucking apartment and trash it. Dude! No. They'll have to fucking kill me, that fucking bitch. I swear to... Are you sure this shit is really going down tonight? Yeah, well, B thinks it is. I swore to him. I believe her, man. I already fucking regretted telling him I didn't. I really did. I... Long pause, Bear. Look, I'm getting that wine. I'm coming over, man. Bear, no, no, really, it's my shit, on, man. I don't want you to fuck. Alone bread, it's my shit too. That's my friend, Barrick. I'll be there in an hour. Cleaned off my drink and I went to the bedroom. Got the nine millimeter, the revolver. I call it a pistol, but doesn't really fucking matter. It was the third time I loaded it. Barrick showed up about a 45 minutes or so after we had talked on the phone. I buzzed him in. He came out to the apartment. Told me he didn't see anything suspicious out upside and he parked outdoors. I mean, it was still light out, so we 
went ahead and kicked it back at the uh, table in the courtyard. Little courtyard is between Summer's apartment and, you know, Poinsettia. It, it faced just a building next door, and it was blocked off by a big iron fence. But Summer and I, we, we, we shared that courtyard with a family of Russian folks and a, a couple that we hardly ever saw. It was like the most private courtyard in Hollywood. Yeah, That's where Barrick and I sat and held counsel over some reefer, a couple of drinks, and uh, we discussed... Like old world pros. Yeah. Just how we thought duo team of fucking hitmen was going to come at me. If they were professional, I wouldn't even see it coming, but I was just grateful my friend was there to help me put up a fight, you know? I went up to Alec Hale's liquor store and asked if the skipper had been there lately, picked us up a fucking 12 pack, and hauled ass back to Poinsettia. Sun was starting to go down. The twelve pack of bottled Budweiser we set up camp on the brick flower beds out in front of Summer's building. Shit. My home. I opened a bottle of Budweiser and handed it to Bear before grabbing one myself. Two of us sit there and just got better girlfriends, Michelle and Summer. Watch Hollywood. Car drive by or tenants from you know other buildings would come in and out. For the most part, though, the street was pretty quiet that night. It was like a Thursday or Friday, as best as I can remember. I didn't guess they would get there until like ten or eleven or maybe even twelve. One, they wanted to try to catch me at home. Two, when the streets are nice and filled up, them big boulevards like Santa Monica, even Fountain, Sunset Boulevard, Hollywood Boulevard. Forget about it. La Brea Highland, always packed. Packed. Slow response time. That's when they were coming. I just, it was a gut feeling. I didn't know it. I just felt it. No, I'm not fucking psychic, but I felt like it. <laughs> because it was after 11 o'clock. Holy shit. You know, you just don't believe shit until it's actually happening in front of you. I myself had just gotten back from fucking taking a piss on the other side of the building. That's right. We was walking around to the back of the building over by the uh, hot tub door. You know, to pee. And I just returned from one of those pees when I looked up. 
set of headlights pulled off sunset on the poinsettia. The way people drive, it sure is telling, you know? <laughs> I watched as the car slowly made its way down poinsettia. I knew immediately the fuckers weren't from the street. They might not even know anybody on that fucking street. It was a coupe. Tinted windows. I was driving slow and out loud I actually said, Look out, bear. Look out, man. I murmured, What, dude? He replied and he saw the car. Oh! They're going slow enough. I anticipated a drive-by. They weren't going fast enough for a drive-by, but they slowed down enough. Truth is, I didn't know what the fuck I was looking at. But they weren't driving normal. The fucking window goes down and hit the deck, man. I urgently warned my friend. Snails paced the car past the front of the building and continued on. Yeah. They continued on down the street, but not real convincingly fast. And, well, I didn't take my eyes off of it. I just looking for an address, Barrick explained, sitting in his jeans and T-shirt on the second tier of the flower bed, trying to light his one-hitter in the Santa Ana wind. Yeah. <laughs> I smirked, reaching into the Budweiser box, grabbing another beer. Probably this one. After popping the cap off and taking a big gulp, I stood up on the flower bed next to Barrick to look further down Poinsettia towards Fountain to see if I could get a gander the car. It's one of those moments where everything just seems right. Everything feels right. You just know it's just lined up perfectly. This is it. That's the feeling I had as I watched the silhouettes. That's all I could see was silhouettes. One big and one small, but I could see them walk up from Poinsettia up onto the sidewalk. They can only catch a parking space way down there by Fountain, but as best as I could tell, they were walking towards us. This might be it, Barrick, I muttered as he continued to look down at his one-hitter. Before Barrick even responded, I set my beer down. Pulled the gun from my waistband and chambered around. That's right. I didn't even have a fucking round chambered up to that point. Okay? Dude, this may not even be it. Barrett tried to comfort me, not seeing the silhouettes that I was seeing. Look, I said, pointing directly over his shoulder down the sidewalk. Oh, Barrett quickly retracted. Oh, yeah. Put the gun back in my waistband, picked my beer back up, and immediately took a gulp. My heart was beating through my fucking chest. I hopped off that fucking flower bed, yeah. Right there on the sidewalk in front of the very fucking building, the very fucking door, the very fucking light where I just... Summer and I had... That first night, I'd run down here from that Indian restaurant. I was probably going to fucking die here. I didn't give a shit, though. They weren't coming in. And I wasn't going away. I was scared. I was drunk. I might have been on drugs. I really don't remember. Here's what I do remember. Not being as scared when those two large silhouettes walking Barrick and I's direction passed in front of the lit front entrance of one of them buildings further down. Yeah. And the reason why I wasn't as scared is because... One of the silhouettes was rather large, like six foot two, six foot three, maybe. Large, very muscular. 
But when the big Italian fellow walked in front of the front lit entrance of that building and I saw he was in a wife beater t-shirt and the Levi's and the sneakers and he was all flexed up and strut out. I was scared. I just wasn't as scared anymore. Really? Are these guys really? Now, the other guy concerned me. Okay? Because he was smaller, but he was wearing a coat. And he had his hands in his fucking pockets. As they made that eh, semi-half-ass stroll up to where Bear and I were standing, I mentioned that to Bear. It didn't have to. He had already spotted it. I got it, man. He assured me from his position up on the flower bed. Two guys approaching us were conversing, too. I was pretty much standing dead center of the sidewalk, kind of kind of on the north side of the front entrance, as best I can remember. It's been a long time, but Barrick was kind of flanked to my right, you know? I guess I still couldn't believe those guys are coming straight at us, at me, you know? I expected something different, but... I did wait out front. Smaller guy in the fucking hat, the bushy black hair, would not take his fucking hands out of them fucking pockets of his jacket. That bothered me. A lot. I trusted Barrick. So I kept my eye on the big fucking black-haired buffoon. As he got within about 30, 40 yards of us, the eyes locked. Here we go. They walked right up. Belligerently. Brazenly. Stopping just at the end of the property line, no more than 12, 15 feet away. Guy close to bear stood with his thumbs hooked on the side of his jeans, staring directly at me. His hands are out of his pockets. I like that. Big guy to my left claps the side of his fist in the palm of his hand, looking up at Barrick. Nanosecond went by before the bigger guy smirked and looked at me. You Brit? He growled menacingly. You don't plan these responses, folks. You don't plan these responses. It's 100% improvisation, okay? I was drunk. Yeah. My body was running on pure adrenaline and alcohol. In a thousandth of a second, my brain sent signals to my left hand holding the nearly full Budweiser bottle, the one I had just taken a couple of sips out of. Well, my brain got a signal to that hand that, hey, you know, that's a hell of a projectile. And without even thinking about it, using all that talent, all that skill I'd picked up, playing fucking junior high and high school baseball, went to work and I stepped towards that guy, lurching towards him, lurched towards him with my right foot, overhanded throw, fastball, Budweiser bottle, three quarters of the way full from my left. It was so fast. All I remember is the dumb fucking look on his face before the bottle collided with it. <laughs> and fucking cocksucker had it coming. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> fastest fight of my fucking life I swear to god it found its mark that bottle scored no it didn't smash like in the movies it hit his fucking ass square 
her on the fucking forehead, okay? Beer went flying every fucking direction. The bottle went bouncing down the building's driveway, down the street. It was, it was heavy, man. Barrick had the little shit totally under control. I didn't even see him jump off the flower bed. But in my peripheral vision, I could clearly see him slamming the fucker. <laughs> Slamming the fucker against the sidewalk. Anyway, um, fucking fight was over. It was over. Those were the jack-offs that Rosemary had hired to come get me. Beer ball collided with that fucker. Yeah, he one, two step into the fucking grass right next to the fucking tree. Grass next to the sidewalk. He was out. Sounded like a beaver humping. I mean, it was, yeah. Anyway. I pulled the gun in. I pulled the gun in, made sure that you know, after got Barrett off the other guy. I had no, I had no idea that Barrett was a ninja the way he come off that flower bed and landed on that fucker. When <laughs> it's as simple as this, guys. Rosemary is a, just a jack off two bit madam whore bitch. She was a trailer trash fucking convict. That's why I hated her so much, because to me, she was fucking nothing. Yeah. B had told me she thought Rosemary had brought those guys in from the fucking flower shop. Well, I sent them back to the fucking flower shop. I wasn't Billy Badass. She just went cheap. She sent Equate to kick my fucking ass and didn't count on anybody turning on her and me being able to handle myself. It was so fucking ridiculous and I suddenly found myself angry again, but not angry enough to kill Rosemary this time. I was still angry. But now I was just angry at her for allowing her to scare the fuck out of me and be, more importantly, Summer. Hey, Bear, would you hold the fort for me? I said to Bear, while handing him the revolver. Yeah, man, I got it. Is there any more beer? said, digging around the 12-pack box. I ran up to the payphone in front of the Indian restaurant at the corner of Poinsettia and Sunset. It's the exact same phone I'd called Summer from all that time before. Fumbled through my right front pocket, pulled out some change, and, well, I didn't need the number. I had that fucker memorized and dialed it. Phone rang, but only once before she answered. Classic touch and touch of class. Rosemary! I shouted from the street as cars passed behind me. All I heard on the other end of the line was that fucking TV in the background. I knew she was listening. You missed, cunt, I proudly announced. You hear me, bitch? You're damn right she heard me. I had Rosemary silent. She was listening to me now. You fucking missed, bitch. You missed. Upon saying that, I gladly slammed the receiver. That phone down fucking hard. I'm pretty sure I broke it. Then hauled ass back down Poinsettia. Home.
Thanks for listening to Bombing Down Point City of Chapter 23. You Brit, make sure you tune in next week. Chapter 24, Bombing Down Point City at the same time, same place, 8 p.m. right here. Stan the Joke Man Show back on Friday. Hi, Day. No, I'd be happy with a third or a quarter, maybe even eighth. Okay, see you Friday. <laughs> Till then, burn your shit solid, my friends. Bye, Candios, me amigos. Yeah.